Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where we teach Christian entrepreneurs how to build a strong foundation of faith, growth, and skill to lead and thrive on purpose in life and business. And now, here are your hosts, certified coaches, Elizabeth and Sebastian Richard. Welcome to episode two. Today we're going to talk about the characteristics of a leader. So um, a few months back we did a blog post on this topic and I thought it was so good that I really wanted to do a podcast on this with uh, Sebastian. So so by the way, if, it, if it's not good, it's all her fault because it was her decision. <laughs> so <laughs> leadership, as you know, is kind of a strange animal because many leadership experts will disagree and agree on certain qualities of a leader, on certain characteristics of, of a leader. Mm-hmm. And they kind of seem to change the numbers on us, right? Um, so we'll find leaders like John Maxwell, uh, who wrote the book, uh, The 20 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader. He, 20, 21. 21, yeah. yeah, indispensable qualities of a leader, he decided that there was 21. Now, obviously, um, we can, you know, broaden it, we can create subcategories. Yeah. Um, all these uh, qualities are, are all very true. But what we decided to do was put it more in a general perspective. So we mm-hmm. decided to go broader, if you want, and really decide on what are the main uh, characteristics of a leader uh, and we came up with seven that were really really important yeah so Sebastian uh, what are the seven characteristics of a leader yeah we're, we're not gonna go in the suspense thing and just go like well, the first characteristics and then like <laughs> you won't know what the second is until we get there that's not how we're gonna do it we're just gonna throw them at you and if you want to jot them down you, you're welcome to do so um, but keep in mind, we do have uh, podcast uh, show notes on our website, so you can just uh, download those. It's easier. So you can just follow. You don't have to write. You can just listen. So I'm just going to list them right now, okay? So the first one is people skills. The second one is smarts, which I also coined intelligent competence. The third one is vision. The fourth one is character. The fifth one is adaptability. The sixth one is focus. And the last one is what we called the it factor. Right. So what would you say is uh, a great definition of people skills? How Mm. would you sum that up? Well, people skills is the leader's ability to relate to people. And obviously, if he's a leader, he's going to have Normally, he's going to have to lead a team, right? Right. And if you're not good at relating with people, if you're not good at reading people's emotions, at uh, making everybody work together, well, you're going to suffer. It's going to be hard and long, and it's going to be a very painful experience. So, obviously, if you're a leader, people skills are huge. I uh, just want to start with this quote by Jack Welch, the CEO, uh, the ex-CEO of General Electric. He said, emotional smarts is more rare than book smarts. But my experience says it is actually more important in the making of a leader. And I couldn't agree with him more because, like I just said, leaders deal 
oftentimes with people. And we're talking leaders here of those who are leading people, right? Those who are in a position where they need to lead people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not talking about people who actually have a leadership ability, uh, who are uh, leading themselves, but I'm talking people in the context of, the, of, of leading people. So what makes up people skills, the biggest thing I would say is really EQ. And what is EQ? Well, it's the emotional quotient. Quotient? And what is that? Well, you have IQ. Everybody knows what an IQ is. But the EQ has been coined in the early 90s by uh, author Daniel Goldman in his best-selling book, Emotional Intelligence. And EQ basically is a measure of a person's adequacy in such areas as self-awareness, empathy, and dealing sensitively with other people. So it's really uh, a form of social intelligence that involves the ability to monitor one's own and other people's feelings and emotions. Uh, So it's really crucial for a leader to be able to read all those fine... I mean, reading human beings is an art, and it's not given to everybody. Uh, And if you're going to be someone who's in a leadership position, uh, if you can't do that, you're going to fail miserably. It's really a crucial skill. So I think that's really one that's right up there. And uh, yeah. And I would uh, also add that um, there's different positions of leadership, that it's, um, it's more important if you want to have emotional uh, EQ. And I, would, I, I have in my mind, I think of coaches, um, mm-hmm. you know, leading teams, um, you know, personal coaches, obviously, but uh, coaches that are leading teams of all sorts have to have that a strong emotional EQ yeah. because if they don't understand what's happening on their team and how you know teammates are relating to each other uh, there's all kinds of problems that arise um, when you look at parenting you'll notice that the parent that has the strongest emotional EQ mm-hmm. will be the parent that gets through to the child in a more teachable way but we'll use an emotional story or, you know, we'll, we'll really understand how to communicate with their child and understand how they're feeling. Yeah. So a parent that doesn't have a strong EQ, that's more, um, you know, mechanic about things and doesn't really understand emotion, uh, won't, you know, won't have as much of a, a strong impact on their child's life or Oftentimes, you'll see that they'll butt heads or that they'll feel disconnected from their child. Their child will feel dis- disconnected from them. They're more mechanical. Yeah, when, t- when you're talking about parents who don't connect with their children, I, I, I picture the, uh, the farmer from uh, maybe the, the early 19th, uh, 1900s who would just grunt, you know, like just yeah. work all day on the farm, maybe like 18 hours on the farm and uh, barely acknowledges children's presence or... Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet he was still good, like he was deemed back then. That was like, he's a good man, he's a good worker, he provides for his family. And that, that was all that was required from the daddies back then. Uh, but today's fathers need to definitely connect with their children, which is a big, big difference. Yeah, and today it's, it's completely changed. Men talk about their emotions a lot more, and they talk to their kids a lot more about how they feel, well, and we have vice to, right? versa. Yeah. yeah, we have to, definitely. So, uh, like, like the resource I recommended, Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goldman is a good book. You guys can read on the subject. 
and uh, so basically people skills and EQ are really hand in hand like it's a glove in hand kind of thing right it, it comes together mm-hmm. and uh, a great quote uh, to finish about uh, people skills IQ gets you hired EQ gets you promoted that really sums it up right there that's how important EQ is if you want to uh, rise up uh, if you want to be a good leader and if you want to have a good connection with people you absolutely need people skills right so I'd like you to explain smarts what does intelligent competence mean does that mean that you're just you know acing the IQ test and getting high high grades what does that mean exactly no it's not just IQ because if it were just IQ I would just put like EQ and IQ Mm -hmm. but I don't think like yes intelligence is there obviously uh, IQ is important, but it's only a part of what is what we coined smarts or intelligent competence. So basically, it's a combination of the leader's overall knowledge, his quick wits, uh, his IQ, yes, and uh, also it's paired with his uh, sense of timing, how and when to put all of that to good use. So in short, it's the leader's know-how. Okay, so uh, there's a quote by John Maxwell that says this about competence. He said, competence goes beyond words. It's the leader's ability to say it, plan it, and do it in such a way that others know that you know how and know that they want to follow you. So what competence creates is really, it it makes the, the people on your team feel like hey i can trust this guy he knows what he's doing or i can trust this gal she knows where where she's going with this right oh that's that's very interesting so um the third point is oh uh, wait before we go to the third point i just wanted to say uh uh, you know we've heard like many times you you guys have probably heard uh, common sense isn't so common right um and and when you work I just want to finish with this when you work for a leader who's incompetent because sometimes it's a positional leader and they're just incompetent it really creates a, a disbanded team and a pretty much chaos and frustration for everybody yeah we, so we work really for important. companies like that <laughs> it's really important that the leader knows what when he's doing. when your employees know more than the leader in position about the tasks that that need to be done it's not a good sign (laughs) Uh, so the third point is uh, vision and I really like this one because vision um, from a Christian entrepreneurial uh, aspect is very different from vision described in in today's society by people that uh, aren't believers Mm -hmm. so explain the vision for our well, audience. yeah, like if we're talking from Christian entrepreneur point of view, vision, definitely it's a God thing. So God has a huge uh, hand in giving us our vision. He's the one who's going to inspire us mm-hmm. to create, to build, to start up something. Uh, and vision is the leader's goal setting stratagem and scope. How far ahead are they able to see and make provisions for? How high is their aim? Uh, how functional is their plan? That's all part of vision. Right. Okay. And there's this incredible uh, insight that, uh, that I jotted down here. The leader's vision is fourfold. Okay. There are four elements to the leader's vision. A leader's vision 
sees more than others see. Mm -hmm. It sees further than others see. It sees before others see. And it helps others see what he sees. Now that is are the components of a leader's vision. Exactly. And I think that um, a good illustration, a good example would be, you know, someone that's uh, either a church leader or, you know, has his own business that's trying to explain to somebody a vision that God has put on their heart. I think that when people, when he, when the leader includes people in that vision and makes them feel like they're part of that vision, mm. I think that's really important as well because in today's society, we hear like in network marketing and all kinds of different uh, sales position, we hear about, you know, the company's vision and the company wants to do this and the company wants to do that, but people feel very excluded from that that aspect from that vision because it's most of the time uh, not something that they can really relate to and feel like they're really part of. Yeah. So I think from, you know, um, a Christian perspective, God gives us a vision and he helps us to see what we need to, um, what we need to do as we go and, and apply action to it. But I think it's really important, especially if you're a team leader to really include people in that vision and make them feel like they're they have an importance and that they're helping towards the same goal that yeah. God has put on your heart. Yeah, well, like just like I, I mentioned earlier, like the, a good leader will help others to see what he sees. Right. And uh, it's not always easy. And uh, we were talking about people skills earlier. Well, a good leader will be able to uh, come to the level where people are at and and try to explain them to them the where he's going, his vision from their point of view and and that can be challenging that can be challenging exactly uh jack welsh uh, again him uh the former <laughs> ceo of general electric two quotes during the, during the show kind of a, an honor for jack welsh <laughs> no but seriously this guy was a great leader uh, so he said this great quote he said good business leaders create a vision articulate the vision passionately own the vision and relentlessly drive it to completion I think that pretty much sums up what a leader does with vision. So it takes a solid vision for a leader to get people behind him. The clearer the picture, the more compelling he will make it to others. Clarity attracts and confusion repels. So if the leader is able to really crystallize that vision in a way that's super, super clear, uh, the people are going to be enthused and they're going to want to follow his lead and they're going to really see it li like he sees it. Absolutely. And number four, I really like number four, character. Uh, you're not the only one. I really like number four. <laughs> so why is character crucial in leadership? Character is, is, is it's almost the, the, the capstone of leadership. It's so important because um, I think it was Norman Schwarzkopf, um, the Desert Storm general who said that most leadership failures occur because of a lack of character. Mm. And he was so spot on when he said that. Um, character, it's the leader's integrity. It's the leader's strength of, of morals. Uh, it, it's um, Character is doing the right thing even when nobody is looking. So it's who you are when no one is actually looking at you or considering you. 
So that's what character is. Um, I made a list here of what people of character do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down that list. People of character model and emulate great people from history. People of character pursue virtue, wisdom, and understanding. Here's the thing about virtue, wisdom, and understanding. They don't just fall on our lap. Uh, character has to be to be developed. It has to be wanted. It has to be something that you aspire to, mm -hmm. developing a strong character. So by pursuing virtue, wisdom, and understanding, you are building, you're adding building blocks to that character. People of character seek out good company. Yeah, we've all heard uh, that uh, bad company corrupts good character. Well, uh, the opposite is also true. Good company helps build up character. People of character build people up through their words and through their actions. Um, people who have good, strong character will, um, you know, you, we've often heard people who lead by word and deed. Well, that's what people of character do. That's what a leader of strong character will do. He will, um, he will actually do, he will be willing to do what he's asking others to do. It's not that he doesn't want to do it. It's more that he, he's not uh, in a position where he should or can do it. So, right. he, and if he, if he must, he will do it. Uh, so that's what a, a good leader does. Uh, people of character mind their tongue. Uh, taming the tongue, the, the Bible says that taming the tongue is very, very difficult because it's a, such a small organ, uh, but it can control everything about our person, right? So uh, that's a very important uh, facet of character. Uh, people of character keep their emotions in check. Uh, nobody wants to follow a leader who blows up. Uh, nobody wants to follow a, a leader who's uh, afraid and shows it, right? Who's like uh, scared and crapless. <laughs> I don't want to use that word, but, you know, I mean, um, they're able to, uh, how can I put it? put their emotions in their place. It doesn't mean they don't have emotions, but it means they have a good handle on their emotions and there's a time and a place when you need to, to demonstrate those. People of character, obviously they have integrity. Uh, they, they don't lie, they don't cheat, they don't steal. People of character do not lie, obviously they keep their word. Um, as, a, as a father, uh, I make it a point of not making promises to my kids as much as I can because when I do, I really mean it, and they know it. So if I say to my son, for example, this weekend I'm gonna play baseball with you, well, if I've said it, I have to do it. Uh, and I've taught them that, I, I've told them, uh, when you say something, when you promise something, keep your word, because your word is your bond. So people of character, they keep their word. Exactly, and I think that there's also discipline um, when you're working your character, when you're teaching your your children to have good character, they see you exercise that discipline because it's easier for you to say, you know, no, well, I, I did promise, but I'm not going to do it or I'll do it another day because, you know, find an excuse. Mm. Um, it demands discipline because we don't always feel like doing a certain thing that we promised. At the time that we promised it, some mm -hmm. things happen, and you know we 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 have to be, you know, disciplined in our actions and what we say and what we do. Yeah. 
And the, the fifth point uh, is... Wait, wait. Uh, there's a quote by John Wooden about character that I really want to put in here. Um, John Wooden, uh, the great basketball coach, said this. He said, be more concerned with your character than with your reputation. Because your character is who, you, uh, what you really are. While your reputation is merely what others think you are. It's a huge distinction. It's so important. Right. Um, so basically, great leaders always model great character. And when they don't, well, that's when their influence stops and that's when their leadership fails. Wow, that's very deep, very deep. I love John Wooden. I love all his quotes. <laughs> Number five is adaptability. So why is it important for a leader to be uh, to, to exercise adaptability? Oh, my goodness. It's important because when you're a leader, you're always going to encounter uh, hurdles, problems, difficulties, challenges. And if you're not adaptable, you're just going to crack under pressure mm -hmm. because that's where the pressure builds. It's when your plan doesn't work out. It's when you need to shift. It's when you need to change course. So sure, the leader will, will a good leader will set a course for everybody. But when he encounters the problems and the hurdles and the challenges, he needs to have a plan B. And I, there's something that angers me in uh, personal development, in motivational talk. Uh, I've seen that meme on Facebook and, and Uh, those who say, I don't need a plan B because I'm going to stick to plan A until it works. Well, that's very nice and dandy. There's only one problem. That's not, that's just mm -hmm. not the way life is. I mean, right. sometimes you're going to hit a wall and you're going to hit it hard. And you won't have a choice to go to plan B and sometimes plan C or even D. So a good leader will demonstrate quick adaptability without panic. And it's easy to panic when you're in a situation where... You, 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 you set off on a course, that didn't work, you go to plan B, and that one didn't work either. A leader can easily start to panic because leaders are human beings. Uh, but a good leader will keep his, his emotions in check and will be quick to, to shift and see, okay, what, what's the next best option here? What should I do now? And people will feel a peace and security when they see that the leader has a handle on things. But right. if the leader cracks and is not adaptable or, or gets nervous or angry or, or whatever, well, people feel that and they get insecure and they don't believe in the plan anymore or they can uh, start wanting out of your team or out of your vision or, or whatnot. So adaptability is huge. And I think that we can also uh, see the, the link with, uh, with adaptability to change um, a good leader even in the home, whether it's um, a father or mother that will be able to adapt to changes you know when you have kids all kinds of problems arise all kinds of things inconveniences uh, last minute things yeah. sometimes you know challenges arise and um, some things can be very insecure for children to see and it's important for you as a parent to to show that you can adapt to change and not freak out and you know mm -hmm. kind of show that you're really, really scared about a certain thing because yeah. then what happens? Kids feel that fear, right? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, mommy, mommy, is you know everything going to be okay? And, and we could see that. Yeah. We can see that they really feel our emotions. So when we're able to have a, a good head on our shoulders and you know adapt to change and not stress it out and yeah. just go with 
with the flow of things, then our kids will tend to be more confident and they'll learn how to do that as well so that when they go through challenges, they kind of remember how their parents were dealing with certain things. Yeah, and I remember, like, there's all kinds of situations when you have a family, right? I, uh, my uncle used to say that uh, when you when you get married and you have kids, you're basically in charge of a small business. And uh, I agree with that. I mean, there's there's all the logistics that has to do with running a household, right? Yeah, home and life. Home life, yeah. And I remember when Marissa, four years old, shoved a Lego up her nose. How, <laughs> how we had to shift. I was at work and you were going to the hospital with the three kids. Well, all of a sudden, we had to adapt. I mean, adaptability was like, okay, let's <laughs> quickly change. <laughs> plan, plan A is not working anymore. So I had to uh, leave work and join, join you at the hospital and help with the three kids and, <laughs> and get that Lego out of her nose. So that's just the way it goes. But uh, oftentimes it's not kids, oftentimes it's business, but uh, a good leader will be able to, to shift without panicking. And uh, there can be moments that will bring you on the edge of panic, like when your child shoves a Lego up their nose. <laughs> I think we're going to remember that one till we're 90. <laughs> and the sixth point oh, is... There was another good quote by John Wooden, uh, ironically, uh, talking about adaptability. He said, adaptability is being able to adjust to any situation any given time that is no small feat exactly a very good quote number six is focus so why is it crucial that a leader have focus focus will keep you on track I mean when you set a course when you have a goal when you are going towards something if you don't have focus you're gonna go for these shiny object that shows up you're going to go for the next best thing, the better, bigger, better deal or something else that's going to distract you. And you're going to veer off course, basically. That's what what's going to happen. Um, there's a great story that uh, Darren Hardy uh, once told. He's the uh, CEO of Success Magazine. And he said this story about Richard Branson. It was a really good story. And... Um, there was this client of Success Magazine, a big company that had a lot of money. They wanted to hire Richard Branson, but they didn't have like, they couldn't contact him directly for some reason. So they went to Darren Hardy. They said, look, we're good clients. Could you contact him for us and be the liaison so that we can get him to speak at one of our events? So that company was making an event. They wanted Richard Branson to be their speaker. So Darren Hardy doesn't normally do that, but he said, okay, since you're a good client, I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to do that. And uh, he, he got them to, to, to communicate. And uh, the secretary of Richard Branson was the one who, who was relaying the messages. So the company approached uh, Richard Branson for $200,000 for a speaking engagement to come and speak at their event, which is, wow. I mean, John Maxwell, I think, has paid, what, 125000 So 200000 a lot of money. Uh, but Richard Branson refused. So the secretary uh, relayed the message uh, basically very short, you know, uh, no. <laughs> so the company thought, okay, maybe we're not paying him enough, so we're gonna offer like more, like 300,000. So they went back with another offer, $300,000. And again, the answer was no, but they were relentless. They really, really wanted Richard Branson and nobody else. So they upped the deal and they made it so sweet. They they were they thought he's not he's never gonna say no now. They, not this time. They made it like I think it was five hundred thousand, 
and they offered their private jet to go pick him up and bring him back. So it would be done in, in a, it would be a day thing, right? So in a day it would make 500,000 just for one speaking engagement. And they thought that that would be a yes, right? Because who in their right mind would, would say, say no. no to something like that? I know I would have said yes at 200,000 with a big cheese on my face. But, <laughs> but the answer again was no. But this time the secretary felt she needed to give more details. She said, Mr. Branson is involved in a project that is very dear to his heart right now. And he doesn't want to give his attention to anything else until it is completed. When I heard that story, I was floored. I was like, talk about insane focus. Right. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, we often think that that focus is just an ability to concentrate. No, no. It's an ability to stick to one thing once you start doing it until you crush that thing, then you move on to the next. Um, and, and that's the thing that, that Richard Branson did that time, and I'm sure he does it as a daily thing. I'm sure it's part of who he is. But as great leaders, uh, that's what we, if we want to be great leaders, we need to have that strong focus. So what's focus? Well, basically, focus is the ability to say no, even to the most tempting offers, if they detract you from your original and worthwhile goal. So it's the ability to refuse even good things, even great times, if they would distract you from your ultimate vision and purpose. And there's an interesting acrostics with the word focus, the, le the first letter, uh, F-O-C-U-S, and it, it spells this way. Follow one course until successful. Don't you just love that? Focus Absolutely. spells follow one course until successful. Mm, very good. And the seventh point is the it factor. So what is the it factor? Well, the it factor, it's the seventh point, but it's one of the most enigmatic. And it's one that most leadership experts would not dare to touch. Um, I believe it's there in every great leader. There is an it factor. And for every great leader, it's different. For some, it's their sense of humor. For others, it's their charisma. And yet for others, it's their good looks. Or for others, it's their super intelligence in their particular field. The it factor is very difficult to quantify or to qualify. It's this very enigmatic thing, and it's different for everybody. Everybody has an it factor. It's basically what makes you shine. What right. is that thing, is that, that je ne sais quoi that makes each and every one of us, of us shine? Yeah, it's that likability factor, that yeah. charisma that you um, can't always pinpoint, but you just like that person for what they, um, what you feel about them. And I think yeah. a, a good example um, would also be, you know, with actors, when you watch a movie, Oftentimes there's a movie that you don't know who the actors are, so they're all like new new people that you that aren't celebrities. And you'll notice that generally in the, the main role, the actor that they chose is somebody that has that it, it factor. He has that charisma. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't choose someone that does, well, the movie's going to tank because usually that's how it is. You have to 
really like the leading actor, right? Yeah. He kind of brings the soul to the to to the movie, and um, oftentimes you'll see people in supporting roles that um, you know will have a little a little less charisma, and if they're really good at shining, because you know some are new and they're put in these roles to start out then you'll notice that they're going to rise to the top pretty quick because they do have that charisma, that likability factor. Yeah, and sometimes you just don't know what it is, but you just like want to follow that person. Mm -hmm. You just like can't put your finger on it. It's that kind of thing. You, know? you can't really put your finger on it, but man, do I like this person. <laughs> and, and, and ironically, you're going to see that there's many more people who like that person. Yeah, and we, we see it a lot in network marketing, in sales, in uh, business. Um, people that have a really strong uh, charisma that are very good with people, um, you know, just have this wonderful personality. They understand how to talk to people. Uh, they can make them laugh. So, you know, there's the, you know, the relationship aspect that comes out in the people skills. And um, oftentimes you'll you'll see even, you know, men being drawn to, to women for that reason because they'll make them laugh and so the charisma is really, really important um, in a leadership uh, aspect because I think it really helps people kind of have that trust factor with you Yeah. because they feel that they can kind of relate to you even if they kind of don't know you. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, my mother uh, used to love this particular singer uh, back in Quebec. He was a French singer. And... The man was, I think, by universal standards, really, and I don't want to sound mean, but he was really ugly. And my mom just loved him. And every time this singer would go on tour, it would the, 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 the theater was filled with women in adoration. <laughs> and I just, for the life of me, I was like, but he's so ugly. <laughs> And I would look at my mom and sister, and they would say, oh, you don't understand. I was like, but I think I do. I mean, I look at him, and he's ugly. <laughs> so, no, no, you don't understand. That's not what it is. It's his way. It's his sway. It's his... <laughs> and I was like, but the charisma. what is wrong with you people? <laughs> but that was the it factor in action. I mean, that was all it factor right and that's what was and it's it like there's some people that just have it strong <laughs> and we're not we're not just talking you know like when we say the it factor generally speaking we'll say he has it all like he's good looking he's got no. charm oh, he's no. got charisma it's not just but that. i i think that you know god has given us all an it factor and it's to develop that because some people you know are really really funny and they'll be able to land a job just because they're able to you know make that leader laugh in a yeah. way that will get them hired and you know? that's going to be their it factor and some other people just like think on their feet really quick they're yeah. quick-witted and that's their it factor uh, like and there's there's a multitude i mean as as many people there are there are many different types of je ne sais quoi that that really brings out the flavor in different leaders right but there's a danger with the it factor uh, we could call it charisma but it's not really just charisma sometimes it's some other things but the danger with having a very strong 
it factor that attracts people naturally. You know, like we call them people magnets. Right. Those who have a very, very strong it factor. The danger is that they come to rely to, to, to only that, on that. Only on that. And um, that can lead to major leadership failures because those who have it strong can be led down the tricky, tricky road where they, like you said, rely just on that and neglect the rest. Mm-hmm. So they might neglect their integrity and character or they might neglect other things that might bring massive failure as a leader. So those who have a strong it factor might be tempted to do that. Right. And I think a a good example would be in like network marketing or a sales type position. Oftentimes these um, people that have very strong uh, capabilities, they have a lot of charisma, will be able to recruit or make a, a high volume of sales but oftentimes will fall shorter from the coaching aspect of what it takes to build a team, um, you know, how to encourage people when they're not getting the same success as the person that has that very high level of charisma. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to be, you know, balanced because if it's easier for you because of your charisma, it can get you farther in the door, you know, it can get you it can open a lot of doors for you but it depending on the position that you're in you shouldn't just rely on that because there's more as we've we've seen in these points there's more to leadership than just having the it factor or the recruiting factor or the you know i'm gonna sway you into buying my product factor (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know there's been so many jokes about used car salesmen (laughs) they were uh I guess relying too much on their it factor. <laughs> That's the thing with the used car salesman and, jokes. And you know, we can say the same thing for um, even church leaders. Like we see a lot of pastors out there that are really, really good at, you know, swaying the audience and talking to the audience in mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah. But you don't hear much of the Bible verses. Yeah. You don't hear much of the teachings come in. It's they a might lot neg- of... neglect doctrine when they have the, uh, that, that facility, that... Yeah, to make the people yeah. laugh in the crowd, and it's all great. People want to go to the the church to you know be in a way, you know. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say inter- yeah. Well, well yeah, some, today some, 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 let's, let's be honest. Some go to church to be entertained, depending on the, who the pastor is, right? Yeah, exactly. But I think it's important. That's why I choose a church where the pastor is really boring, because I, <laughs> I I know I'm there for the right reasons. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but I think. You know, that's a really good example, you know, that we see and we've noticed that, um, you know, being a good church leader, a good pastor is not just about, you know, being positive and and speaking to people in the right way to make them feel good. But you have to have the character and you have to, you know, get into those conversations that are hard for people to hear sometimes to get the the message across like there has to be a balance Mm -hmm. so i think it's really really important as a church leader to not just rely on the charisma and you know the wooing the crowd but to really give the meat and to um to deliver the the message as well absolutely yeah the doctrine and to have a good exactly the teachings yeah absolutely well i think we've covered it i mean these were the seven characteristics of a leader, the characteristics of a leader that we boil down to seven. Um, like I said, you're going to go on any blog out there or any other leadership experts. Some will say five, some will say seven, some will say ten, eight, 
21 John Maxwell with the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader, uh, which is recommended in our resources, by the way. Um, so in finishing, I'm just going to uh, read them to you really quickly just to, to like sum it all up. So the seven characteristics of a leader are number one, people skills, number two, smarts, number three, vision, number four, character, number five, adaptability, number six, focus, and number seven, the it factor. And we really, really hope and pray that this has been a blessing to you, that this teaching on leadership, the characteristics of a leader has helped you to assess what those qualities are and maybe see where you might find yourself wanting or maybe have a little weakness there that you need to address because um, these are all important. They're massively important to be a good leader. Absolutely. And it's just as important in business and in life. And uh, we thank you for joining us. And if you want to hear other podcasts, uh, just subscribe and um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Thriving on Purpose podcast. Be sure to visit thrivingonpurpose.com to access the show notes and to discover more fantastic content. Until next time, be blessed and may you thrive on purpose.